is easy to succumb, to acquiesce, to surrender to the angst and the despair of the moment if you turn on the news and you go on social media, what's happening in Israel continues to grow the verge of all-out war, not just with Hamas, but the threats from Hezbollah in the northern part. Iran is threatening. Simultaneously, China is making some moves on Taiwan, and Russia continues with Ukraine. North Korea just threatened. We're, we're on the verge of an interesting season in human history. And it's easy to fall into, like, wow, things, no hope no help but we we stand on the rock that in the midst of it all we don't think we don't hope we don't feel we know that Jesus is Lord and that God is on the throne somebody can you take the next 30 seconds and praise like you know that God is still on the throne? Somebody worship like you know that God is still on the throne. I want you to help us continue to pray for Israel. Listen carefully. Pray for Israel. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. This is a biblical mandate. Pray for God to provide supernatural protection upon Israel. We went and, and we're, not, we're not politicians here. So in this house, we love Israel. We pray for our Jewish brothers and sisters. We repudiate all vestiges of anti-Semitism. But we likewise pray for the protection of innocent Palestinians that have nothing to do with Hamas, right? Yeah, Hamas doesn't represent Palestinians. Hamas is a terrorist group that appeared in Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. In the time of Noah, the word Hamas, and the world was full of violence. The Hebrew word for violence is Hamas. So yeah, we want Hamas to be defeated, but we want peace in the region. Tomorrow on my Instagram and Facebook account, I want to encourage you to watch a special interview. I'm going to be interviewing live from Israel a, a, a board that I serve on called FIRM the Fellowship of Israel-Related Ministries. I'm going to interview live from Jerusalem, the director of FIRM. And then, then we're going to flip the script. Watch this. I'm going to interview a Palestinian born-again Holy Ghost-filled Christian. Because we want to go beyond the politics. And You follow me? We're, we're kingdom people. We're Jesus people. So we just want to speak prophetically into all these communities and pray for God to show up and for his glory to reign supreme. So you want to watch that indeed. I have a word I'm going to share with you. And, and I got this word when I was in Malaysia. When I was in Malaysia, God gave me a word. The first point of it I've shared before, even in my writings. The other two points are brand new that will change your life. Let me, let's get right into it. Mark chapter 8. Before we get into it, look at your neighbor and tell them, man, I'm glad you're here. Tell your other neighbor, the one that's not true, glad that you're there. Just tell that neighbor, I'm glad you're here. Mark chapter 8, let's go into God's Word. This is just powerful. When they arrived at Bethsaida, 
Some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand. Somebody say by the hand. That part right there, just that'll preach all by itself. Jesus took the blind man by the hand. Put your hand in the hand of the man who steals the water. Hmm. And led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, can you see anything now? Underline that part. The man looked around and said, yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them clearly. They look like, they look like what? They look like trees. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. His eyes were open. His sight was completely restored and he could see some of the things. What's that word? And he could see what clearly? I need you to get ready. You're about to see everything that God promised you and ordained and destined for you. How many are ready to see everything? If you're not an everything person, this message may not be for you. If you're satisfied with seeing some of the things, this message is not for you. But if you and your house are desperate to see everything God paid the price for, for you and your family, you're in the right place at the right time. Somebody shout everything. 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 I want to title this message today, Don't Settle for Trees. Don't settle for trees. You may be seated. You may be seated. Point number one, God will separate you before he activates you. God will separate you before he activates you. Mark 8, when they arrived, people brought a blind man. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. The very first thing Jesus did was to take the man out of the village. Watch this. The very first thing Jesus did was to take him out of his surroundings. I want to repeat that. The very first thing Jesus did was to take him out of his surroundings. Why, why wouldn't Jesus perform the miracle inside that city? Because according to scripture, that city was full of unbelief. God will separate you before he activates you. God will take you out in order to bring you in. God will take you out of the crowd of comfort in order to bring you into the solace of conviction. The village represents the place that accepts and affirms your shortcomings, your despair, and your brokenness. In the village, people come in agreement with your sin, your trauma, and your drama. In the village, your flesh is fed and your weakness is celebrated. In the village, people get high off your weakness because it serves as a validation of their behavior. Before Jesus opened his eyes, he took him by the hand. You have to let him take you by the hand before he opens up your eyes. Jesus took him out. You can easily extrapolate from the actions of Jesus that your miracle is connected to your atmosphere. Your breakthrough is connected to your surroundings. Your victory is connected to those around you. Isaiah 42, 16, I will bring the blind by a way they know not. In paths they know not, I will lead them. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. Jesus was anointed. He was the anointing. And yet he looked 
for the right atmosphere that matched his anointing. Your destiny can be held hostage by your environment. Your anointing can be held captive by the wrong atmosphere. But when the anointing and the atmosphere are in perfect alignment, all things are possible. Jesus took the blind man out of the village, the village of unbelief, because there was not enough agreement in that village. Watch, there is power in agreement. You must be surrounded with people that believe for you what God has ordained for your life. I'm going to repeat that for the hearing impaired. Maybe the reason you're not seeing your miracle and your breakthrough and your healing and your deliverance and your freedom and your salvation and everything else God paid the price for is because you're surrounded by people that don't believe. That they don't believe what God has for you. They don't believe that you're blessed and highly favored. They don't believe that you're anointed and appointed. They don't believe that you're the righteousness of God. When they look at you, they see a blind person. When they look at you, they see a wretched sinner. When they look at you, they see a victim. But when God looks at you, he sees his masterpiece. He sees the glory of his nature resting upon you. So God says, I'm going to take you out of there because they don't see you the way I see you. So he takes you out of that village. He takes you by the hand. He separates you from the people that see you less than what God already calls you. So he takes you out. And then he surrounds you with people. Jesus was there, his disciples, that come in agreement for your miracle. Ah, you must be surrounded with people that believe for you what God has already promised you. In your life, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your faith walk, in your career, surround yourself with people that come in agreement for the same outcome. There is power in agreement. I'll repeat that. There is power in agreement. That's not hype. Let me read it. Matthew 18, verse 19. If two of you agree here on earth... Concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Y'all miss that. If two or more agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, in alignment of God's will, of course, my Father will do it. You're missing an opportunity. Why do you think we gather here on Sundays? Do you think we gather to sing Kumbaya? Do you think we gather to entertain and to perform? We gather because every single Sunday, you're surrounded by people that come in agreement for everything that God has promised you in your family. Matter of fact, we're going to do something we normally don't do, but we're going to do it in light of this message. With great due deference, join hands with the neighbors around you, the two people around you. If you're seated in the corner seat, bless your heart. Go ahead, join hands with you and repeat out loud with me. We come in agreement. Right here. Right now. That everyone, not some of them, everyone in your family will be saved. You have no idea what you just did. The Bible says that whatever you agree upon, two or more. Anybody here... I don't know 
all of you understand what just happened. According to God's word, what you just said will come to pass. What you just said will come to pass. I dare you to say, I come in agreement that your body will be perfectly healed. I come in agreement that you and your family are about to go from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. I come in agreement that every chain is coming off you. I come in agreement that you're about to occupy all of God's promises. If you believe what you just came in agreement for, give God the best shout of praise you've given. Does anybody here come in agreement that Sacramento will be saved? Does anybody here come in agreement that Los Angeles will be saved? Does anybody here come in agreement that as the world is talking about war, we're about to see the glory of Jesus fill the earth? And How many come in agreement for salvation, deliverance, and healing? For the kingdom of God advancing. For breakthrough in your family, in your home, in your marriage, in your ministry. How many have enough crazy faith? How many come in agreement that by the time you get home, the Shekinah glory of God will fill your entire house? Anybody here come in agreement? Repeat after me. I come in agreement. I come in agreement. Every mind will be renewed. Every person will be filled of the Holy Spirit. You come in agreement. Lift up your hands. I come in agreement for fresh oil, holy fire in you on. I come in agreement. I come in agreement. I come in agreement. I come in agreement. Arise, oh God. God's about to rise up and show the world that he's in charge. Oh, I come in agreement. We're about to see God, the glory of Jesus, shine like never before. I come in agreement that in the last days he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh. I come in agreement. 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 So I have one question for you guys. Aren't you glad Jesus took you out of that village? Even the past three years, Jesus took you out of the village here. If he took you out of that village of despair, sin, the flesh, the past, depression, anxiety, fear, confusion, failure. If he took you in the last three years, if Jesus literally took you by the hand, even when you didn't know where you were going, because you were still blind. But you permitted him to lead you by the hand. If you're glad that he took you out of that village, lift up one hand. As a matter of fact, if you're never going back to that village, lift up both hands. You're not going back to such a degree. You're so anointed now that if you open up your Waze app and you put the name of your village, Waze won't be able to find it because there's nowhere to be found because God already covered it with the blood of Jesus. You're not there anymore. And then Jesus came around. I love that. Mark 8, 26, Jesus said, don't go back to that village. He said it. And then in Matthew eleven twenty one, 21, he curses that city. He curses the city. And why would Jesus curse anything out loud? Not for your sake, 
but for the sake of your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children. Yeah, I missed it. Your children and your children's children and your children's 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 children will never live in depression, will never live in brokenness, will never live in addiction. Why? Because once God took you out, he cursed that very place and your descendants will never be able to occupy those places. Are there any questions? Point number two, don't settle for trees. What does that mean, Pastor Sam? Here's the revelation. The man looked around and said, yes, he said, I, I see people, but I can't see them clearly. Now, now, first of all, you got to put this in. Did Jesus miss it? Why would Jesus have to do something twice? This is the only time in scripture, like, redo. Was he having a bad day? He didn't fast enough? What do you think? I'm going to show you what happened here. He takes him out of the village, spits into poop, lays his hands, and then asks him, can you, what do you see? What do you see? <laughs> and the man says, I, I, I see people, but they look like trees. First of all, it, it means that he once saw people and he once saw trees. He has framework. So his mind had yet to catch up to his new reality. Sometimes we don't see clearly because we view the new via the prism of the old. You missed that. Do not permit yesterday's wounds to hamper today's worship. Do not permit yesterday's drama to obstruct today's destiny. I'm preaching to somebody right here, right now. Do not permit what you went through to define where you're going to. Stop seeing what God has for you today with the lens of what you went through yesterday. I'm going to do it one more time. I did it a few weeks ago. I'm going to say it again with great intentionality. For the love of God, stop saying, look what the devil did and start shouting, look what the Lord has done. No one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine could burst a wineskin, Mark 2.22. Here it is. This, is. this is the part I want to get to you. This is it. Watch this. In John chapter 9, with the other blind man, different blind man, in the gospel of Mark with the blind man Bartimaeus, did Jesus ever ask them, what do you see? I submit to you for your prayerful consideration the following. Jesus asked the man, what do you see? Because he knew what he was seeing. You missed it. Like Jesus didn't know the answer. What do you see? The man says, can you see? And what do you see? He, yes, I can see. But the people look like, stop for a moment. Jesus tested him. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the emergency broadcast system, if you're over 40, you remember this. This is only a test. Beep. It was a test. It was a test. 
That's why he's the only guy in scripture that he asked. It was a test. You know why it was a test? What do you see? What do you see? Well, I see people, but they look like trees. That man easily could have said this. Well, you know what? I can see. I mean, it's not perfect, but I can see. He could have been satisfied with the fact that that morning he, he woke up blind. But now he saw something. Jesus was testing him. Will you be satisfied with seeing something? Or will you be satisfied with seeing everything that I have for you? We got too many people in the church that are satisfied with trees. We have too many people in the church that are satisfied with seeing trees. God is not looking for people that get satisfied with a piece of the blessing and a piece of the breakthrough and a piece of the anointing. God is looking for people that know that in the presence of Jesus, it's everything or I need you to look at somebody and tell them, don't settle for trees. No, tell your neighbor, don't settle for trees. We have too many believers that are settling down for trees. When you're, when you're in the presence of Jesus, you don't settle for a portion. You don't settle for trees. Don't settle for anything less than what God has for you. I'm preaching to somebody here. Don't settle for Ishmael when God gave you an Isaac. <sighs> do that one more time in light of what's happening don't settle for Ishmael when God gave you an Isaac don't settle for manna in the desert when there's milk and honey waiting for you in the promised land don't settle for the law of Moses when he gave you the grace of Christ don't don't settle for a transactional religion when he paid the price for a transformational relationship. And don't settle for surviving when Jesus resurrected so you and your family would thrive. Lift up your hands. God spoke to me in Malaysia about a church full of people that wouldn't settle for trees. Don't settle for a partial healing. You missed it. Don't settle for two of your family members getting saved. I said don't settle for half your family getting saved. Don't settle for three-fourths of your family getting saved. Don't even settle for 90% of your family being saved. You place a demand on the anointing and in the presence of Jesus, all of your family must get saved. All of your breakthrough. Somebody shout everything. Everything. If you're not going to settle for trees, lift up your hands. Don't settle for part of your destiny being fulfilled. Don't settle for occupying some of the promises. In God's presence, it's all or nothing. In Jesus, never settle for seeing trees. God spoke to me in Malaysia about a church that wouldn't settle. A bunch of people, Jesus tested him. Are you, what do you see sunshine? I see people, but they look like trees. Aha. And then he laid his hands again. Don't settle for a part of the breakthrough. Don't settle with a portion. There must be somebody here hungry enough that knows that in the presence of Jesus, it's all or nothing. I don't know about you, but as for me and my house, I'm not going anywhere until I see everything God has ordained and promised.
Anybody here with me? Anybody here come in agreement? How many? Let's, I didn't do it for 9 o'clock. I'm going to do it now. How many believe with me that 2024 will be the year of everything God has promised? Oh, 12 of you got it. How, I feel the Lord. How many believe 2024 is the year that we will see everything? Somebody shout everything. Somebody praise like you're about to see everything that God promised. Somebody shout everything. Everything. Stand with me. You're standing already. Only those that will not settle for treats. Don't settle. Don't settle for anything less than what God has ordained for you. What does God have for you? Salvation, Romans 10.9. Deliverance, 2 Corinthians 3.17. What does God have for you? Healing, 1 Peter 2.24. What does God have for you? Eternal life, John 3.16. Abundant life, John 10.10. 10. New life, 2 Corinthians 5.17. What does God have for you? His holiness, 1 Peter 1.16. Divide health, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. What does God have for you? This is a church that will not settle. Somebody shout, no trees. How many, just one more time, say, no trees. trees. We're coming in agreement. Let's not forget the power we have here. Look at your neighbor, tell him, I will never settle for trees. Tell your other neighbor, I will never settle for trees. Even if I settled in the past, I will never settle again. As for me and my house, we will see everything that God has ordained for his glory in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise like you're about to see everything. Somebody say, no trees. No trees. No trees. Don't settle for trees, man. I'm not going to settle till we have a campus in every major city in America that God has assigned us to. I'm not going to settle till we see more multi-ethnic, kingdom culture, Christ-centered, Bible-based, spirit-empowered, Holy Ghost-filled churches that lift up Jesus and advance His kingdom. As you stand with me, the third and final point as you stand, verse 25 if you could have verse 25 of their media team. Can you all, can somebody read it for me out loud? Pastor Elijah, read it out loud. What does that say? And Jesus placed his hand on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Do one more time for me, just, just for me. What, what did Jesus do? He placed his hands on the man's eyes again. He, he did what? Placed his hands on the man's eyes again. I, I'm sorry, he... He placed his what? But did he spit again? I'm going to drop the mic and walk away. Stop asking God to do what he already did. <laughs> oh, you're not getting that. I said stop asking God to spit again. When you come here on Sunday, don't come for another spit. Come for another touch. You're not. Stop asking him to save you again. He already saved you. Stop asking him to set you free. He already set you free. Stop asking him to send the Holy Spirit. He already did. 
we got too many believers asking him to spit again Jesus did not spit again what he did he did once and for all walk in the finished work of Christ lift up your hands stop asking him to save you again how many times can you get saved for crying out loud stop asking God to set you free again did you not read John 8 36 for he who the Son sets free stop asking him to give you his Holy Spirit he already did Hebrews 10 10 for God God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time he did it once and for all John 19 30 he said it is finished so when you come here on Sundays we don't come here asking him to spit again we don't come here asking him can you die on the cross again can you resurrect again we come here on Sunday to live to walk in the finished work of Jesus what he already did if you get this lift up your hands what did God tell you today? He told you, you got to get out of that village. The village here and the village here. If you're surrounded by people that are not in agreement with God's purpose for your life, you will never see, ever, never see everything God has ordained for you. You will only see everything God has ordained for you when you surround yourself with people that come in agreement of God's will for your life. What did God tell you today? Don't settle for... Don't settle for... Don't settle for anything less than everything God has ordained for you. And don't ask him to do what again? Spit again. Don't ask him to do what he already did. Walk in what he already did. Talk in what he already did. Live and give, think and breathe in what he already did. He'll touch you every day, but he won't spit again. Lift up your hands. Here's a word for someone. If you activate this, these three principles, the mistakes of your past will no longer obstruct the miracles of your future. Here's a word for someone. The memories of what you went through will no longer hinder the mandate of where you're going to. Let me repeat what we've repeated so many times. There's nothing in your past that can harm you. And there's nothing in Jesus when Christ is the Lord and Savior, the Deliverer, the Healer, and the everything of your life. There's nothing in your past that can harm you and nothing in your future that can stand in your way. If this message is now your new mantra, if you will never settle for trees, if you're going to walk out of here and you're going to post no trees, give God the best shout you've given Him this entire week. your neighbor tell them don't settle 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 for trees anyone here God gave a crazy dream and vision that is so crazy that if people would hear they would think you're nuts if you have that sort of crazy mandate mantle and calling lift up your right hand don't ever settle for anything less than that pastor Samba, you have no idea there's so many obstacles i've tried i don't settle 
Don't settle for a piece of it. It's all or nothing. And in the presence of Jesus, it's everything. Don't settle. No trees. Somebody say no trees. In your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, in your relationships, in your faith walk with Jesus, in your integrity, in your pursuit of righteousness, no trees. Everything. You will see everything. Somebody say everything. 2024, the year of seeing everything clearly in Jesus' name. Come on. You got five minutes here? Everybody close your eyes for a second. I'm not going to call you up. Last week we had a great time of impartation. I'm going to ask you to do something right there in your role. You don't have to. No coercion, no manipulation. If you need to get out of that village, if you say, Pastor Sam, oh my goodness, I get it now. I get it where I'm not seeing everything. I'm surrounded in an environment that's actually counterintuitive to what God has for me. The people around me don't believe what God has placed upon me, in me, with me, for me, or through me for his glory. I'm surrounded by unbelief. I'm surrounded by people that see me as a victim and as a wretched sinner. They see me with the lens of the past. But you know what, Pastor Sam? I'm going to get out of that village. And that village can be you, by the way. It could be your own mind. Where you see yourself as that wretched, corrupted sinner that can never be transformed and never be used by God. So when I count to three, we're, I'm not going to ask you to come up here. Right there in your row, you, I want you to take one step up. Even if you have to go next to your row or in your row, just show God that you're getting out of that village. And, for, and through that act, we come in agreement that through that act, you're never going to go back to Bethsaida ever again. Are you ready? Get out of that village right now. You're, com you're coming out of depression, anxiety, fear, condemnation, shame, sin, the past failure. You're coming out through the finished work of Christ through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. 1 John chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. Are you ready? At the count of three, I want you to come out, and then I want you to give God all the glory. One, two, three. Do it right now. Go ahead. Step out. I feel God, I feel God right now in this place. Somebody give God one more final praise like you're no longer in that village.